to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7, 7 Studios. Studios. talk about stuff like this but something caught my eye over the weekend and in every media genre you you have talking heads you have pundits so it doesn't matter if it's news it doesn't matter if it's music it doesn't matter if it's sports you're going to have people that hot take it and they're they're there their brand is to stir up stuff and i don't i don't disrespect anyone that's in this industry it's not easy to do media people ask me all the time they're like yo lance how can i get in this media gig and it's not easy a lot of really talented people out there but it's a grind it's a it's a uh, hustle the the news cycle is is ubiquitous If you have sponsors, you have to align with the needs of your sponsors. So I can't promote things and ideas and concepts that are inconsistent with what my sponsors are doing. And one of the reasons I talk so much about healthcare and how I kind of pivoted the show from being sports only into being news driven and then really getting a, getting deeper and deeper into healthcare is because healthcare is agnostic and I say that all the time. It doesn't it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what race you are, it doesn't matter your gender, it doesn't matter your religion, it doesn't matter your sexual orientation. Everybody needs good healthcare. It's my job as a healthcare executive to use whatever little influence that I have to create better roads and better opportunities for people to maximize their health outcomes. But in the hip hop community which hip-hop is is such a huge part of this show i mean we have dj rampage and just gotta salute rampage again on on him just absolutely crushing it on sirius xm on shade four five this is why i opened the the segment with a little bit of a little bit of eminem and and notorious big one of the one of the pundits in the hip-hop community's name is dj academics and i'm not trying to diss his hustle He's kind of a hot take artist. People don't like what he says. He he's brutally honest. He's made a lot of enemies in the 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 hip hop community, and I'm not getting into that because I'm not a tea spiller. I don't really care, and I'm not I'm not that dude that would be like, "Yo, man, I can't believe I can't believe you, yo, son got bars, son. How you gonna let him diss you like that? I'm that's not that's not what I'm doing." Grown adult men generally don't care. But DJ Academics, and I'm not I'm not quoting, I'm kind of paraphrasing. It's not a direct quote. But he's basically has been dissing some of the founding fathers of hip hop. And most of the people that that have been in this game for a long time, the 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 greats, the legends, they're all in their late fifties, early sixties. So a lot of people that, you know, the big daddy canes of the world, the LLs of the world. The people that were out in the 80s, the Marley Marls of the world. You know, Biz Marquis, if he was still with us. Roxanne, Shantae. 
the pioneers, uh, um, KRS-One, Eric B. and Rakim, if you were if you were doing this in the late '80s, you're you're in your '60s or late '50s. And it's funny because Rampage and I are are continuously working conceptually on this advertising campaign because now with my healthcare background, we want to get in some of these people that are almost aging into Medicare and get a docu-series about people in the hip-hop community talking about health and how health is so important, health is wealth. And using that crowd as ambassadors. You know, I had, I had Dupre Kelly on the show. It's one of my favorite interviews. Dupre Kelly, who's a city councilman in, in Newark, Brick City. And I talked to him about his plan for continuing to clean up Newark, New Jersey and in North Jersey, but I talked to him about health and he talked about access. He talked about transportation. He talked about how COVID had such a terrible impact on his communities and the constituents that he serves. So I think that hip hop can be a part of the, the solution. There's sometimes where hip hop has been a part of the problem. Advocating violence, glorifying violence, glorifying the trap. But in this case, hip hop can be a part of the solution. So you have DJ Academics as a large platform. He's dissing a lot of these older artists saying that basically saying you ain't got no paper. What you driving? What you wearing? Where's your Balenciaga? Where's your Louis? Where's your Prada? Where's your Gucci? All of that stuff. Y'all looking old and dusty and crusty to paraphrase. A lot of people were bothered by that. You had you had Michael Rappaport, who's one of my favorite pundits, talking heads. He he had a profanity-laced diatribe. People were just dissing DJ Academics for, for what he said. And he has a right to say those things. And I'm not going to get into the the psychographics. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Rakim's accountant. You know, I'm not I'm not Ghostface Killer's financial plan or so I don't I don't know what people are holding and I don't care because that's none of my business. But I just thought I love to talk about leadership and I wanted to make a parallel and talk about my own journey. You know, there's some people that are really focused on titles. And titles definitely matter. Money definitely matters. And anyone that's listened to this show knows that, that Lance J likes to, to get paid and likes to get his money. But money and net worth does not define you. Your net worth and how big the house you live in and, and how nice the car you drive. And if you can afford a pair of Gucci tennis shoes and the matching Gucci belt. And if you get your suits at Neiman Marcus and your shirts are, are tailor-made to fit, those material things are, are good. You want them, but they don't define you. And the reason I brought it up, I don't make as much money as I made when, when I was a vice president at Blue Cross. I mean, I'm doing okay, but I don't make as much money. I'm out here on an island. 
You have some sponsors that rock with you for, for the long term. You have some sponsors that are in and out. You have some sponsors that, that do a short-term engagement. I do a lot of consulting. Some of the consulting arrangements are long-term. Some of them are short-term. Nobody's, nobody's contributing to my 401k as an entrepreneur. I don't have a Christmas bonus that's coming. I don't have a gain-sharing arrangement. If the, if the company has a 7.5% net increase i i i don't get i don't i don't have a bonus that's triggered but there there is an arbitrage that i receive in the in the money that i don't get in salary versus my lifestyle the ability to control your own destiny the ability to have your own content i said in the last segment i talked about my mom being sick with COVID and, and passing away this time last year. I had to spend a lot of time with my family. I had to spend a lot of time making arrangements. I had to spend a lot of time taking care of my 95-year-old grandmother. I had to spend a lot of time with my father and just how we were going to move forward. I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was working 80 hours a week as a vice president at a large healthcare company. It's the ability to make your own schedule. There's value to that. There's value to having equity and owning something. There's value to being able to say, hey, I'm going to do this project. I'm not going to do this project. Everything's not about money. Everything's not about title. Everything's not about the appearance. People get caught up in that in corporate America. People get obsessed with what the next move is. The director to VP to SVP to C-suite. And that works for some, and that's, and that's a fantastic path. But just because just because you don't make as much money as someone else or you don't have as many material things, it doesn't make you lesser. There's so much more to life than having a second vacation beachfront home in, in Destin. That's nice, but that doesn't define you. Do you own your possessions or do your possessions own you? And then everybody, everybody, and the last part of that is everybody, you don't know what people are holding. It's, it's just funny. This pundit is talking about individuals within the hip-hop community based on the way that they're dressed. And the way people dress is interesting. My, my, my good friend used to always tell me, one of my good friends from New York, I'm not going to put her name on the show because she'll get mad. But one of my good friends used to always tell me that men dress based on the era that they were most successful in. <laughs> And I think that that's on point. So these guys were, were really successful in the in the late 80s and 90s. So these cats, a lot of these cats are still dressed. They were in like major damage and used jeans and, and cross-color looking type stuff. That's the era where they were hot. So people still wearing that heavy denim, the Jabal jeans, all of that stuff. Just because someone's dressed and you don't like the way that they're dressed, that doesn't mean that they're not holding. Everybody that has money isn't going out and buying a $30,000 Rolex. Just because you ain't got no no Richard Mill doesn't mean that you don't have a lot of M's in the bank. In many cases, it's the guy that goes out and spends half a million dollars on jewelry that's actually setting himself up to be bankrupt. While the person that's just wearing a, a white tee and a pair of jeans, they may have they may have many M's in the bank. You can't judge a book by its cover. You don't you don't know what somebody has in savings and bank and Bitcoin, you don't, you don't know what somebody has. So just based on their appearance and the car that they drive and, and the jewelry or lack thereof and all of that, you, you don't know. I remember 
going into a meeting when I first became uh, a vice president, I remember going to a meeting. I got the Gucci loafers on. 900 bucks. I got a really nice suit on. About 1500 bucks. Expensive tie, the 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 shiny cufflinks. And I got my best watch on. I'm not going to say what that costs. But more more than I should have spent on it. I went into that meeting it was a board meeting. I went in that meeting thinking that I was the bomb. I was like, I'm coming in here. I'm going to let these people know who James Lewis is. Person that sat next to me in the meeting had a pair of beat-up shoes, a suit that, that looked like it was too big for him, didn't, didn't, look, didn't look the part at all. Come to find out, that guy was the president of the entire network making seven figures a year. Completely changed my attitude and my perspective. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. The Cooks Nook Mosaic Meals and Mosaic Meals to go because everyone deserves a delicious, nutritious meal. We're a purpose-driven food and nutrition services group created to help organizations and their clients make meaningful improvements and advancements toward equitable access to proper nutrition and food security within their diverse communities. Contact us today to learn more about our nutritious, delicious Mosaic Meals at 512-710-6665 or online at mosaic at mosaicmeals.com. I'm the latest hashtag challenge, and everyone on social media is trying me. I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is going to get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. Get Allstate and be better protected from mayhem for a whole lot less. James Lewis. But I worked for a company once. And particularly the C-suite that was in charge of that line of business. This person thrived on bullying people. They enjoyed bullying people. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. They were proud of it. They wore it as a badge of honor. They thought it was a joke. They were joking around with other executives about I'm ruining families. Husbands and wives are not spending time together because of me. When I overheard that conversation, I immediately said, I was like, I've got to get out of this company. This company is a train wreck waiting to happen. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.